The way we interact and connect with the ground is extremely important for all of the movements that we do. When that gets sloppy, not only in sports, but just with exercises, then it really affects how our body moves up the kinetic chain. And it can get our body in bad positions, cause poor mechanics, and create all these compensatory effects up the chain. And for all the athletes, it's something that every coach really emphasizes and enforces, is to move our feet, have proper footwork. Because again, that does not only affect how our body's moving and how we're controlling everything, but even more importantly, it affects how we're going to put force into the ground. And is that gonna move our body in the ways that we want to? Are we gonna be more powerful, be able to run faster, jump higher, move more efficiently? So all of this is extremely important. Our footwork and how we interact with the ground, that's like the cornerstone of all weight-bearing activities. So listen into this episode and I wanna dive into this concept and explain how we can address some of this ankle and foot restrictions and how to train this and incorporate it into your training so that it translates into all of your activities that you're doing. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the HNL Movement Podcast. For all of my new listeners out there, you're in the right place to hear about all of these strategies, topics, and conversations about how to optimize your performance. And for all of my returning listeners out there, thank you again for tuning in for another episode. And for everyone, if you haven't listened to some of the previous episodes, go check out the past library of episodes on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. There's been a lot of great solo episodes, one like today where I talk about a bite-sized chunk, something related to optimizing your performance, whether that's in the field of injury prevention, rehabilitation, strength and conditioning, performance training, or sports nutrition. All of these aspects of what we can do to get that competitive edge and really level up your training, the benefits you're getting from it, and make sure that translates into your functional activities or your sports. And on top of that, check out the guest interviews. There's been many great guest interviews, guests who've come on, shared their stories, their journey, their experiences, and I've really cherished those conversations. It gives you an inside peek as some of the things that they've been through, and we can all learn from these stories too. We can take something away from it that will benefit us along our journey, whatever you're striving and working towards right now. So go check them out. If you haven't heard some of those episodes, I'm sure that you'll enjoy them. And on top of that, check out all of the other free content that I put out on my social media channels. Also on my YouTube channel, there's a lot of video highlight clips of these guest interviews. So you can check that out, watch some of the video content that matches the audio that you've been listening to. And also check out my website. Everything across the board you can find at HNL Movement. And my website is hnlmovement.com. If you're finding a lot of value in these episodes, be sure to share them with family, friends, coaches, teammates, colleagues, anyone that's looking to elevate their performance and be part of the community and the discussions and conversations all about how do I reach peak human performance. And if you have any feedback for me, you can always reach out, reach out on social media. You can also email me or contact me through my contact page on my website. And my email is andrew at hnlmovement.com. 
So with all of that, let's dive into today's episode. It will be another short and sweet episode. And this is something that I wanted to revisit. I've talked about this in snippets throughout the years on the podcast, but it's something that I see is becoming more and more prevalent, I would say, among younger and younger athletes. And I think a lot of this is the way that we're training, maybe the things that we're not really paying attention to or the the types of movements that we're not incorporating in warmups and training sessions, maybe with even sports specific skills, or just not addressing some of these mobility deficits as youth athletes go through that ever crucial developmental phase when they're growing into their body and figuring out how do I gain strength and mobility and control all of this when I'm doing any type of training or movement. So the topic today is all about how do we actually address mobility, strength, coordination in our feet and our ankles. Because once that becomes very restricted or it does not have a good connection and interaction with the ground, it usually affects everything up the chain. It affects how we use our muscles, how we use our other joints, and if they have to compensate for this lack of mobility in your foot and your ankle, and also just affecting how your body is able to push into the ground because of this poor contact or subpar contact with how you're interacting with the ground and what your feet and your ankles are doing to play a big role in that. Now, I'm sure everyone has heard this before, but really, especially when we're doing controlled weight-bearing exercises, what we're doing with our feet and our ankles, that really has a big influence in how our muscles are gonna move with things outside of the weight room. And you know, when we're doing sports-specific types of skills, when you're at practices, definitely when you're in games, you're not really thinking about how to use your foot and your ankles. Yes, you're thinking about footwork maybe, you're thinking about getting your body in a certain position so that you can kick a ball, shoot a basketball, jump, all of these types of things. But a lot of this, what we do naturally and subconsciously, that all starts with how we're using our feet and ankles in the weight room, in very controlled exercises. So that's what I wanna reinforce today, is that the way that we train, that is going to directly affect how we contact the ground in all these other types of higher level and more intense activities when we're doing things like jumping, sprinting, running, cutting. And to just put it into perspective, there's going to be normal variation among all of us. But for the most part, when we do like a vertical jump, typically our ankles are dorsiflexing up to maybe around 20 degrees or so. And when we're running, it's a more intense activity, more forward shin angle. Our ankles are getting up to somewhere close to 30 degrees of dorsiflexion or so. So we do need this dorsiflexion in order to do these tasks. And yes, I understand that there's some frontal plane movement and some rotational movement that it's not true dorsiflexion, but for the most part, you get what I mean. We do need dorsiflexion, and not only do we need that range, but we also need the strength, the control, the coordination to generate force and have power from that extreme end range of dorsiflexion. Now for most people, they're thinking 20 to 30 degrees of dorsiflexion, that doesn't sound like that much. But in fact, throughout my career, and this is, I think, just coming more and more common now in younger athletes, is that some athletes don't even have 30 degrees of passive dorsiflexion. So that becomes very problematic because again, when you're running, that's when you're starting to create all of these compensatory patterns. You're getting excessive movement in other planes that are not really meant to 
handle that excessive mobility or excessive movement. You're getting a lot of frontal plane, subtalar ankle movement. You're getting midfoot and foot movement. You're getting tibial internal rotation. And all of this we know as pronation. Pronation is a multi-planar movement at the foot and the ankle. And that is compensating around the lack of dorsiflexion that we have. And that could be at the joint level, that could be soft tissue tension in our calf, our soleus. But whatever the reason is, is that if you don't have adequate mobility, which I'll talk about in a second, then you're gonna start to compensate. You're gonna be less efficient at putting force into the ground and doing all of these activities. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is that foot and ankle function that is extremely crucial to get better at all of these more intense, explosive, sports-specific tasks. So I'm gonna break this down into three simple points today. And obviously this discussion could go on and on, but let's just keep it simple. So the first point is going over what ankle mobility is. And I think a lot of people just think if I'm tight in the ankles, if I'm restricted, all I have to do is passive stretching. And that is part of the equation that does influence our muscle flexibility or extensibility that will contribute to hopefully improving your ankle mobility. But ankle mobility is so much more than that. Ankle mobility, I like to just think of as the total control of the range of motion that you have. Meaning that there's both a passive component where you can stretch and relax into it and an active component where you have to be able to fire your muscles and control that range of motion. And not only control the range of motion when you're doing low intensity activities, but also controlling that ankle range of motion when you're doing things that require a lot of power, a lot of explosiveness. Meaning that are you able to still control, meet the demands of doing things like jumping, sprinting, cutting. And I think that's where if we don't have that adequate control, it causes our ankle and our foot to just get more and more tight because we don't have the adequate range and control, strength, coordination, whatever it may be, to actually control that ankle range of motion when we're doing these tasks. So in other words, there has to be training to improve all of these aspects. We have to improve our overall mobility to control our ankle range of motion. And that brings me into my second point. How do we actually strengthen through the range of motion? And I know this seems super basic, but think about it. How many of us actually target our full ankle range of motion when we're doing exercises in the weight room? This means you're going below parallel when you're doing calf raises and you're getting into that bottom range where you're dorsiflex and are you still strengthening your calf there? And on the flip side, if we're looking at sagittal plane movement, are you actually strengthening anterior tib when you're in a plantar flex position? So toe down, are you still able to pull your toe up and activate and strengthen your anterior tibialis through that range of motion. So that is what we need to do. We need to incorporate exercises that strengthen our ankles throughout the range of motion. And that's often just super basic things. Making sure that we're doing full range calf raises. If you have a lot of ankle restriction and weakness, I like to play around with different types of foot angles to get all of these smaller synergistic muscles firing too. And these are things that cross the ankle joint, but may not necessarily be the big prime movers that cause you to do a calf raise or jump. But they're very important too, because if these muscles are very, very restricted and tight, that is going to one, either cause a lot of problems and issues, or two, it's gonna create our other bigger muscles to not want to go into these 
these ranges of motion that we should have. And it's going to snowball into creating more and more ankle restriction. So that's one of the things is that we want to add this active strengthening component to make sure that when we are working on lower leg, ankle and foot exercises, we are actually getting our muscles to control this through the range of motion. The second part of that is that we want to be able to do this one under adequate loads. So adequate loads that will challenge us and replicate what we're doing in sports and also adequate speeds. Because as we know, when you jump, when you run, when you cut, all of these things are happening very, very fast. They're explosive and powerful movements. So it's making sure that we train that so that we get not only the strength, but we get the control, coordination, responsiveness that we need. And that all goes into this idea of strengthening or actively controlling the range of motion and mobility that we have in our ankles. So that's something that's ongoing. I like to incorporate that because it really, I see it makes a huge effect on how well athletes connect and contact with the ground, put force into the ground, and just overall improving lower extremity, ankle and foot strengthening. So that brings me into my third point is that once you learn how to control the mobility, now we need to integrate that into all of the other weight bearing exercises that you're doing. So everything that we do, from squatting, from split squats, from RDLs, from deadlift, there has to be a solid connection with the ground. And especially if the movement is a little slower, so traditionally what we see with weightlifting types of movements, you should have very, very good foot contact with the ground. And there's a couple points that I like to explain here. One, for the most part, if we're doing lifting things that we are flat footed, you want that tripod foot contact. So you should have your weight evenly distributed on three points of your foot, the ball of the big toe, the ball of the little toe and the heel. And if you think about that, try to evenly distribute your weight there, press into the ground, keep that solid ground contact and you shouldn't feel like one of those points gets unloaded throughout your lifts throughout your movements we want to be very very grounded if your foot is spinning out if your arches are smashing down or you're rolling up on the outside of your foot you're definitely losing that tripod contact so pay attention to that the second thing on top of that is whenever you are bending at the ankles you need to control that with your muscles and you need to be stable through the foot and the ankle. So there is that active component there. I like to think and coach and cue the athletes to really try to grab the ground with your foot and that helps to facilitate this activation through the ankle so that you are actively controlling that ankle motion instead of just kind of falling, poor stability in the foot and the ankle. And usually that coincides with losing that good foot ground contact. And once people learn to do that and focus on that too, one, it'll become more natural, but two, up the chain, your other muscles will probably do what it's supposed to do, have a stable base to work off of from the ground up. And also your body will be in a better position probably with the stable foot contact to actually be more efficient with movement or get more out of your training exercises and lifts. So this is where, again, it starts from the ground up, ankle mobility, strengthening through that range of motion, and then learning how to have really good foot contact with the ground. And this can span across the spectrum as we get into more explosive, more footwork type of movements. You still want to be able to focus on how your feet are interacting with the ground. 
It doesn't matter if you're doing something like a squat, if you're doing a jump, if you're doing footwork exercises like ladder drills, all of these types of things, you wanna make sure that you're interacting with the ground in a way that's efficient, that's effective, that helps you to put force into the ground and make your body move how you want it to move. So remember all of these things, and whenever you're in the weight room, focus on that foot and ground interaction and how are you connecting with the ground? Because again, that could change the benefit and the emphasis that you're getting out of the exercises that you're doing. So that is pretty much what sums up having good foot and ground contact, working on your ankle mobility, strength, coordination, all of these things. And just remember everybody that you have to train your ankle mobility, and you have to focus on these small aspects because this will help you to get way more out of all of the things that you're doing. And also it will strengthen and get your ankles more mobile as a result. And that is really what we want. We want to improve our strength. We want to improve the control and mobility through the range of motion. And therefore we want us to adapt positively throughout all of the training stimuli that you're throwing at your body, because that is what training is about. We're trying to improve our capability, our capacity, our performance. And when you start to do this, it will start to translate into you doing more things better on the field or court with your sport. And that's what we really want to do. We want to make sure that we are doing things that positively benefit us and elevate our overall performance. So that is all that I have for today. Take in some of this information, add it to your practice, add it into your training sessions. And again, don't forget to check out all of the other free content and listen into some of the past episodes and everything across the board. You can find me at HL Movement. If you have any feedback or you're finding value or benefiting from certain things, I would love to hear any feedback from you. If you have questions too, feel free to ask. It may be something that I make more episodes on in the future or create more content around. So this is a big one. I wanted to go over this because I see that this is happening more and more frequently with younger athletes. And it's something that we can address through training. And when you address this, again, it benefits the entire body and how you move and do exercises and essentially perform in your sports. Other than that, I hope everyone is doing well. December is right around the corner. So keep working on all of these goals, incorporate some of these concepts into your training. And with that, I release episodes every Tuesday. So check back. I will be back here same time, same place next week. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. Aloha. Aloha.